Hey guys, Rachel here. I just wanted to pop in really quickly and let you all know that there is a trigger warning for the following episode. I'll be going into the specific moments of my very first panic attack and letting you know how I manage my anxiety symptoms daily. So if this is a subject that is sensitive or potentially triggering for you, I'd simply recommend that you skip this one. There's plenty of other enjoyable and wonderful content waiting for you on the next episode. And if you or anyone you know needs help dealing with their anxiety or other mental illness, you can contact the National Alliance on Mental Illness at 1-800-950-6264, or you can also contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy, a feel-good podcast for women who are on a powerful journey to self-love. And wait a minute, hold on. While most of that's true, we all know the journey is not always rainbows and butterflies. Sometimes it's really tough. That's why on this podcast, you'll hear real, raw, and mostly unedited stories about the complex journey to finding self-love. I'm your host, Rachel Spencer. After battling an eating disorder and finally realizing my own self-worth, I'm here to help you see that no matter how difficult your journey is, you've been worthy all along. Hello, beauties, and welcome back to the show. Today, I am equally excited and a little bit nervous because... I want to get a little bit serious with you guys and talk about anxiety. I myself deal with anxiety and I've received a ton of DMs asking me to speak about mental illness, but specifically anxiety. And I was a little bit I was a little bit nervous at first because You know, I was just actually officially diagnosed with anxiety this past May. So it's only been a few months for me and it's something that I still struggle with. So, you know, all these limiting beliefs flooded my head. I was like, you know, I'm not enough of an expert to talk about this. I can only talk about my experience and how I specifically manage it. I don't know if I can actually help other people. But then I had to remind myself that this is the journey to worthy. And as the intro states, you know, the journey is not always rainbows and butterflies. We have to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And unfortunately for me and for so many of you, anxiety is that ugly thing in our lives that we just can't seem to get rid of. And honestly, it sucks, but there are ways to manage it. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. But before I get into my own experience with anxiety, I just want to throw some facts at you. So for those who don't know, anxiety is actually the most common mental illness in the United States. Most common mental illness. Over 6.8 million adults are affected by it. And those are only the people who are like officially diagnosed with it. Because I know a lot of people who are afraid to get help, which we're going to talk about in a little bit who have not been diagnosed, who are dealing with these horrible, horrible symptoms of anxiety disorder. And so that doesn't even include them. So who knows how many millions of people 
are dealing with this on a daily basis. And also, one thing that makes me angry is whenever people don't really understand what anxiety is, and they think it's synonymous with being nervous or generally scared. You know, I saw, I saw a meme recently that said, um, well, I guess you can call it a meme, but it was serious. It wasn't supposed to be funny. It said mental disorders are not adjectives. You know, um, it said like, my mom yelled at me yesterday. She's so bipolar or quit being so psycho or I swear I'm like retarded or, you know, um, you almost gave me a panic attack, you know, and I thought that was so important to share. And I did because it's so true. I mean, say it once and say it again. Like my mental disorder is not an adjective. You cannot say that the symptoms of anxiety are the same as just general nervousness or being afraid. Um, you know, symptoms include stress that is way out of proportion to the impact of, you know, the event or the issue. So that is way different than just being nervous for a date or, you know, nervous for your exam at school. A lot of people have physical anxiety symptoms where, you know, their heart palpitates, they sweat, there's insomnia, nonstop fear, nausea, etc. And a lot of the time you just physically, mentally, and emotionally cannot set aside your worry, no matter what you do. And when a panic attack happens specifically, everything feels like it is out of your control. And it's funny too, because whenever I'm having a panic attack, people will say, you know, what are you so nervous about? Like, what's giving you anxiety? And I'm like, oh, thank you, Susan. If I knew what was giving me anxiety, I probably would not have anxiety right now. <laughs> you guys know what I mean? Can you relate to that? People do not understand the magnitude of what is happening inside of your brain and on the outside of your body as well. So just basically, it really, really interferes with your life and it needs to be taken more seriously and in jobs too and in education as well which i'm also going to talk about in a little bit is that there is not enough education about mental illness whether it's in regular schooling or for our doctors i mean it's just treated like it's not a big deal and that if you tell yourself there's nothing to worry about and you'll be fine that it'll just go away and a lot of the times that's just not the case. So like I told you guys, I was diagnosed officially with anxiety last May. So that was a few months ago. I want to say, what, six months ago. And it was a very trying time for me. Whew, I'm getting emotional just starting to talk about it. Um, so I think I've had anxiety for a really long time. Um, you know, there would be certain moments specifically in social, in social settings where, you know, I would start sweating or get the shakes and I didn't know why I felt a sense of, you know, impending doom and, you know, I just shake it off and I go on with my day and I never really had an anxiety or panic attack. I just felt general anxiety, but I was like, you know what? That's just me being nervous, right? Cause that's what we're told. We're just nervous. 
And I remember it like it was literally yesterday. Uh, my boyfriend was actually at a bachelor party in Miami, I believe it was. And so I was by myself and I was by myself all weekend. And I remember I was listening to a podcast by the Skinny Confidential and it was a really funny podcast. Um, so it was about a couple who had an open relationship and they were talking about it. And so funny, Lauren Everts, she's hilarious. And she was just laughing about it with them, asking them questions about their sex life. And I remember I was cracking up and everything was fine, right? And my friend Gabriella texted me and asked me to come over. And I was like, sure, yeah, I need to get out of the house. And as I was leaving, I remember just feeling like there was a heavy, heavy weight on my shoulders, just like, just like something was wrong, but I couldn't put my finger on it. But all I really wanted to do was jump under the covers for a really long time. But of course, my first thought is, oh, well, maybe I just miss Jeremy, my boyfriend. Um, I really just need to go see my friend. That's actually what I need. So I'm just going to keep on going. So as I'm walking to the train, I'm listening to the Mean Girls on Broadway soundtrack, which always pumps me up, makes me super happy, makes me laugh. But I still felt this sense of impending doom, like something was wrong, something bad was going to happen to me, and I didn't know why. And of course, I was like, oh, I need some coffee to pump me up. Bad idea, by the way, if you have anxiety, probably don't go for the caffeine. <laughs> And so I'm drinking my coffee and I'm on my way to my friend's place and I'm just almost in tears. I have no idea what's wrong with me. And I get there and I'm talking to her for a little bit. I don't tell her that anything is wrong. I'm just like trying to forget about it, trying to stuff down those emotions, which I know now not to do. But again, I had no idea that I was having an anxiety attack, no idea at the time. So I'm stuffing down these emotions telling myself everything is fine, pretending to put on a facade for my friends so that we can have a good time. And I'm just sweating and my voice is cracking and I just cannot pretend anymore. And we had ordered food and I remember I was eating a veggie burger at her counter and her roommates came in and they were laughing and they were trying to talk to me. And I just was like, it was fight or flight by that time. I was like, I got to get out of here. Something is wrong with me. So I run to her bedroom and she follows after me and I just start freaking out. And I'm just like, something's wrong with me. I think I'm dying. Like what is happening to me? And she immediately knew, thank God for her, my friend Gabriella. Like I feel like I owe her my life <laughs> for saving me this time. Thankfully, she has semi-regular panic attacks. So she knew exactly the symptoms that I was having and she took care of me. You know, she held my hand. She turned, she turned down the lights. She lit candles. She turned on soft music. She was telling me everything was going to be okay. And that I just had to let it pass. And I remember just feeling super nauseous as well. And just, it lasted like 45 minutes. In fact, my friend said it was one of the longest ones she's ever seen or dealt with. And I remember just thinking, my God, 
I do not ever want to feel this ever again. I was so weighed down and I was so scared for my life. And I had no idea what was happening to me. All I could do was breathe and wait till it passed. And I don't know what I would have done if I was alone. Thank God my friend was with me. So finally, 45 minutes had passed and I felt like the weight was lifting from my shoulders. And I felt like I could breathe again. And my skin kind of started tingling. I stopped sweating. I got a little bit cold. And I was able to take a breath. And I finally went home, went to bed. And when I woke up the next morning, I noticed that something still wasn't right. And I remembered all the times that people say, if you're struggling, go get help. Go get help. Don't be ashamed to go get help. And even though I was feeling so crazy at the time, like something was seriously wrong with me and I couldn't believe that I was still feeling anxiety the next day. I thought, I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to go get help. So I went to urgent care and I walk in and thankfully nobody else is in the room, in the waiting room. And so I got back to see the doctor immediately. And the nurse took my vitals and he said, whoa, your heart rate is so high. Are you okay? And I was kind of in tears and I was like, yeah, I just, I just need to calm down. And he ran to get the doctor and the doctor came in and he said, he said, what's going on? Like, why is your heart rate so high? Do you need to go to the hospital? And I just broke down in tears and I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I had my first panic attack last night. I just didn't know what to do. So I'm here. I'm just asking for your help. And you guys would not believe what happened next. He basically threw me out of there. He said, well, this is too crazy for me. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, you need to go to the psych ward or something because this is, this is insane. Like go to the hospital, go to the psych ward. Anxiety is a mental illness. I can't help you. I can't help you. And was like pacing the room. And by that point, you know, I have anxiety. I'm having a panic attack still from the night before. He's pacing the room. He just told me that I was crazy and needed to go to the psych ward, told me that there's no hope for me. He cannot help me. And so I start having another panic attack, you know, full blown. And that makes him think I'm crazier. Basically, he's blocking the door. Never asked if I was suicidal, first of all which is the number one thing you need to ask somebody who is, you know, dealing with any type of mental illness or situation like that. And he's just blocking the door. I can't get out. And he's like, you need to calm down. Like I'm going to call someone like freaking me out. Finally, I calm myself down enough to say, sir, I just want to leave. Please let me leave. And he lets me leave. And I just run out of there and run home crying. This is the reason 
why there needs to be further education in the medical field about mental illness. This is the reason that so many people and young people in particular are afraid to ask for help because what I went through that day is what every single person that is first dealing with a mental illness is afraid of. They're afraid of being judged, of being told that they are crazy and being uncomfortable. And I could not believe that somebody who had been through that much schooling did not have the decency to ask the vital questions such as, are you feeling suicidal? Have you been depressed? Have you gone to see someone? Are you in therapy? Do you have any type of medication you can take? Did not ask me any of those questions. Literally made me feel like a full-blown psychopath. And that is not okay. Something needs to be done. I don't know what it is exactly. I don't know how to further educate other than to use my platform to get as many people as possible to see what anxiety is really like and to get as many people as possible to break the stigma of anxiety and mental illness in general because there should be no shame. 6.8 million adults are dealing with it. And only 43% of those people are asking for help. Somebody has got to wonder why. And I found out why that day. So long story short, if you guys want to hear the rest, <laughs> um, I ended up just you know, taking a couple days off. Um, I laid in bed for a couple of days, but I just could not get my heart rate to stop. And of course, I don't know if you guys know this, but I am queen of WebMD. I love to self-diagnose myself, would not recommend it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I searched, you know, heart palpitations and it was like, oh, there's something wrong with your heart. You need to have heart surgery, could be your thyroid, which is totally legitimate. But I just started freaking myself out and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to my normal primary care doctor. So I, I got in for an immediate appointment. I got an EKG on my heart. Everything was fine. Um, they did a bunch, a bunch of tests on me, blood work. Everything came back normal. And eventually she just said, it's mental. You know, you, you have anxiety. And the one thing that she said that changed everything for me and made me view it differently was she said, it's okay. That's it. She said, it's anxiety and that's okay. And I just felt like almost immediately my heart rate went back to normal. My temperature went back to normal. The fear went away. I was left with zero shame because I finally had someone, specifically a professional, telling me, it's okay. It's normal. You'll get through this. Thank God for her. Thank you, Dr. Lisa. <laughs> and so she actually prescribed me some medication, which I was hesitant um, to receive at first because, again, there's a stigma around medication, not only mental illness and mental disorders themselves, but around taking medication because they are considered narcotics and you can get addicted to them. And so there's a huge stigma saying, you know, you don't have to use medication and you should use, you know, 
the natural way. And that's just BS. I'm sorry. Like, yes, there are so many wonderful natural things that you can use, but there is no damn shame in the medication game, y'all. Like, if you need to take medication for your mental illness, take your medication without shame, without stigma, because a lot of the time when you have anxiety or bipolar disorder or depression, whatever it is, a lot of the time it is a chemical imbalance in the brain and you need medication. So finally, even though I was reluctant to take it, I told myself that's that stigma again. And I said, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and take it just like half a pill. And guess what happened? I took half a pill and I felt light years better. Anxiety, whew, gone. Now, for a lot of people, it's not that immediate, but from my experience, that's what it took. And, you know, a couple weeks later, when I felt the anxiety coming back, you know, I had a friend that was visiting me, and she was the first one to introduce me to CBD oil, which I'm not going to get too much into because that's actually what I'm going to be talking to you guys about in the next episode, my own experience using CBD oil for the first time. Um, what it really is, how it helped me, how you use it, etc. But specifically, she had me try it, and I remember that was a game changer for me as well. So nowadays, um, if I'm feeling anxiety or a panic attack coming on, the very first thing I do is breathing exercises and CBD oil. And if that doesn't help, then I will go ahead and take my medication. And more than anything, what has changed the game for me is therapy. And I'm sure that a lot of you can relate. Therapy was another thing that was a little bit stigmatized that I was really nervous about. You know, I, I was always told that, you know, therapy was for quote unquote psychos and, or people who were really struggling with depression or people who are suicidal and not for people like me who, you know, are supposed to have their life together. And one of my good girlfriends, one of my best friends actually, had just started therapy in the city and she recommended her therapist to me. And it really just felt good to talk about it. That's really the point I want you guys to get from, you know, therapy and just kind of speaking openly about anxiety because, you know, sharing about it is the number one thing that I would say really helps me. Just talking about it. Even today, talking to you guys about my experience, I mean, it just helps to put it out there. It's nerve-wracking, you know, it, it, it sometimes, because it's stigmatized, makes me feel like a failure. It makes me feel like I have real dramatic issues, but sharing it with you guys and being vulnerable almost makes it okay and makes it more normal. And I hope that you guys feel the same, just hearing about my experience. I hope that this makes you feel like, hey, I shouldn't have to be ashamed. I shouldn't have to keep hiding these feelings. I shouldn't be ashamed that I have to take medication or that I you know, have to take CBD oil on the regular or whatever you need to do for your anxiety or your mental illness. I hope that my experience shows you that some people will never understand and there is a lack of education 
but you still need to stand up for yourself and your mental health because only you know what's going on in your body and in your head. Only you know that. So if you need help, please do not be afraid. Please do not be afraid to go get your medication, to go see a therapist or a psychiatrist if you need to. 6.8 million adults. You are 100% not alone in this. So I hope that you guys learned something from my experience. Whew, I feel like a weight has been lifted just talking about it again. Um, I would love to hear about your experiences as well. You know, if you end up listening to this and you want to send me a DM and you want to talk about it, if you want to email me at info at mylifecoachrachel.com with the subject Journey to Worthy Podcast. Um, you know, I love to hear your stories and experiences because like I said, I know that it helps to just talk to someone about it. Now I will say that I am not a professional and I am in no way licensed or certified to counsel you on mental illnesses or disorders at all. But if you just need a friend, someone to share with, I'm definitely here for you. So like I said, next time you guys, I am going to be talking about my experience with CBD oil. So if you've ever been curious about trying it or what it can do for you and your anxiety, stay tuned. And as always, thank you so much for letting me be part of your journey. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a beat. And if you really loved it, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave me a positive review on iTunes. For more self-love inspo, body acceptance, and mental health support, come follow me over on Instagram. You can find me at MyCoachRachel. See you next time.